I want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the JAR Sports Podcast that provides you facts and opinions. You guys decide if you like it, hate it, or want to steal it. Um, this is actually be this actually will be a bonus um, coverage for this week. Um, did want to get to you guys about the NBA Power Rankings this week. Um, this has been some type of week, actually, um, between NBA kind of getting fluctuated between the rankings of players and teams um, getting pushed around because a lot of teams are standing out and a lot of teams are kind of showing that they're not actually as good as we thought they was originally. So some teams that have made some trades and looks like they're finally figuring things out. Um, so I'll go ahead right into it and kick things off with this week's power rankings. Um, the first team, as a lot of people didn't expect, but surprisingly, are the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're playing exceptionally well together. Um, again, they kind of have a player that they're building around, or two players if you want to say they're building around, which is Carl um, Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Their record right now stands at 17-5. and five. So they kind of have the right pieces around them to build. Um, we don't know how long this is going to last because, again, this is a team that Anthony Edwards did say Rudy Gobert, who was their starting center, was kind of in a way when he wanted to attack the basket. But for whatever reason, this year it seems to be working, as well as Carl Anthony Towns being in his role I think he would prefer to be in, which is the power forward versus the center, something that Anthony Davis himself has complained about in the past as well, um, kind of letting him be able to be in his natural role and fitting in around the whole um, fitting around the whole court versus being kind of just shoved in the middle and having to fight with those bigger centers. Um, a power forward is pretty much his standard position and something that he kind of feels he can kind of excel at. And that's what Carl Anthony Towns is doing over there in Minnesota. <clears throat> the second team is the Boston Celtics. No surprise there. They could have been either one or two. They're number two this week. Um, their record stands at 17 and five. Um, they're still showing that um, savvy between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being able to be the leaders with Drew Holiday being their defensive catalyst. They finally got Prozingas back, so they're getting healthy all around the board. Um, they have a top five defense, um, a top uh, top 10 offense so just look for them to probably be fighting all year between one and three of the top ranked teams in the league um, if they falter it'll probably be because of injuries but other than that they'll probably be the team to beat and they may be the best team in the NBA um, as long as they're healthy um, the third team on the slate, or sorry, the third team for the power rankings is the Denver Nuggets. Again, no surprise there. As long as everyone's healthy on their team, they pretty much have a chance of winning it all. Right now, the record stands at 16-9. and um, It was kind of weird the other day when Jokic got ejected from um, a game in Chicago. Um, NBA, you guys got to get a hold on these referees. Now, again, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what was said. I don't care what was said. But one thing I can say is in that interview, Jokic did say there are some things that players say that the refs do let go certain players. But he says he must be one of those people that he can't say those things. And I know how the NBA works. You feel like, hey, he's the MVP. He's the best player in the NBA. So he should get away with it just like those other players, those past MVP, MVP players. But let's be honest. Um, the refs pick and choose so they let do certain things rather they're the best player or the second best player or not even a top 10 player it's all about who they choose and it also depends on the refs mood as well because a lot of players have been getting ejected this year and sometimes it looks a little strange to us from the outside looking in again you don't know what's being said because sometimes I do believe those refs go through a lot and they hear a lot from those guys nowadays but at the same time 
you kind of got to pick and choose, unfortunately, for the referees when you should eject people. So Denver is still top three team. Um, they'll still be a force to be reckoned with, especially when they're healthy. The fourth team in the power rankings is the OKC Thunder. I've been harping on how good they're playing together all year. Um, look for it to not change. Again, it's all based on health. Um, but as long as they have their core pieces, they'll get better as the years progress. Who knows who they could challenge in the playoffs because they're going to make the playoffs. Um, so they could challenge some teams, you know, when it's on the way to get that NBA title. And again, they have a rising star in Shea Gildress Alexander and then Shet Holmgren being that follow-up superstar or star on the team as well. So um, their record stands at 15 and seven. Um, they have a, they, um, they have a, 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 a good chance of being the top three team in the NBA pretty much all season. Cause they play good defense. They score, right. They play together. So again, look for the OKC Thunder to pretty much stay there in between those top six, top seven teams in the NBA. And the fifth team in the power rankings is the Philadelphia 76ers. They stand at 16 and seven. I do believe when they made the decision to let go of James Harden, things have changed. A lot of players have slid, slid into their um, prospective places on the team. Tyrese Maxey being the second player on the team. Uh, Joel Embiid showing MVP. He might be MVP again this year. He's dominating every game. Their defense is great. Tobias Harris being that third star on the team. and He's excelling finally after last year struggling, being that fourth offensive option. And I don't think he really liked it, taking those limited shots. So it looks like things are coming around for them. And they still have, for what I'm understanding, a, a payroll where they can add another option to their team. Who knows? Maybe they could add a third star who can play uh, defense and shoot threes. And it could be the sky's the limit for the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. I think we're counting them out because they don't have those super tier stars, but honestly, that's okay. I mean, Jamal Murray is not a superstar. He's a star and he's really good. And as long as you have a player like Jokic and Embiid who can dominate and you have those guys coming along with you, and I do believe Philly has those pieces as currently construed, they should be all right, especially in the East. They could challenge some people because right now Embiid is dominating. No one can stop him, and he could be the reason why Boston not make the finals because they don't have a guy for him, regardless of how tall Przingis is. He don't have he don't have the bricks in his back pocket to stop Joel Embiid. So that'll round out the top five power rankings of the NBA this week. And of course, I like to always add the honorable mentions um, this week. And you can't let um, the um, the power rankings go by without mentioning the Lakers. Yeah, I know they won an in season tournament, and a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people do. I wasn't one that was on the bandwagon about it because they didn't play the best teams. They did play Phoenix, uh, but Phoenix isn't looking the best. I mean, they just lost to Brooklyn last night with the big three. First game on the court together. I totally understand, but you would expect with that talent, with that core, they would still win. So it take, it's going to take time. So the Lakers got to be in there, possibly in the top five upcoming. Now they did lose to Dallas the other day after the end season. So now you kind of wonder, did everybody put their eggs in a basket to play the end season tournament? Did people even care? Was it that serious? Because at the end of the day, it's about the championship. Not no end season tournament um, that starts at the beginning of the season that a lot of people kind of do or don't care about. A lot of players are still getting healthy because the season just started. I think, in my opinion, they should maybe push the in-season tournament back maybe towards like Christmas time. You know, that gives players that maybe weren't healthy at the beginning of the season to kind of get themselves together. Teams that do trades at the beginning of the season to kind of build themselves up, you know, camaraderie-wise. And then maybe people will watch it even more because people tuned in. I tuned in, but I think 
Um, if you push it back a little bit further, then that gives teams the chance to kind of build themselves up and prepare for it. So you got to have the Lakers in there regardless. They're 15 and 10. They won a tournament that has to say something. And my second team is the Orlando Magic. No one wants to believe them, but they're 16 and 7. They're legit right now. They play good together. They're young. They're hungry. They're fast. Um, they're big um, size-wise on the court. Um, so I would say they deserve to be uh, mentioned in this top five. Now, again, who knows how that's going to last. We've seen Orlando in the past look really good, really good. And then next thing you know, they fall off a cliff. So for now, I would say this is the top five with those two honorable mentions. And things, of course, will change as the ongoing weeks progress. But it's looking pretty good. The NBA is looking good because, again, there's not any um, predictable teams that could be winning. We always want to go back to the guys that more than likely will be there. But I do believe Denver will have a tough task of winning a championship this year. Um, you, you got the merging Dallas Mavericks who are looking really good. Luka's doing Luka things even without Kyrie. So it's a promising year so far. Now, after all of that, after all of that, Draymond Green. Man, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Now, everybody knows that the Golden State Warriors need you. Um, you're a pivotal part to them because you're that nucleus that defends, passes. Um, you're that vocal leader. You're that tough, co tough guy. Um, but... I don't know what to say, man. A lot of times I'm for the physicality in the game, even pushing people around, just showing that the NBA, NBA isn't just all softness and everybody hugging and loving each other. So I'm all for it. But, I mean, come on, man. You've stomped on people, man. You've chokehold people like you were in the WWE. And with this latest issue, I mean, you pretty much slapped the, the living hell out of Nurkic. Now, you said, you know, he was on your hip, and that's what made you want to twist around and slap him. I mean, come on, man. You look like the Tasmanian devil. I mean, you're spinning around slapping people in the face. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. I feel bad because Golden State know how much they need you, and it's like you don't really care. Maybe you don't want to be in there anymore. But at this rate, you might not be anywhere. I mean, now they've, of course, uh, the NBA, of course, decided to suspend you indefinitely. Now, again, I don't attack the NBA because I do have problems with the NBA, but I'm not attacking it. But that indefinitely word is being thrown around too much because basically what they're saying is they don't want to give you any days because they gave you only five when you had um, Rudy Gobert in the sleep hold, which a lot of people thought you should have got more than that. So now they don't want to give you days because they're saying that you need help. Here's the thing. What if you say that you're all cured after 10 days, but you've only played, but the team has only played seven games. So that means you got seven games. See, sometimes my problem is with the NBA is they have a soft thing going on. Everybody is now leaning back to what David Stern would have done because he didn't play. He dropped a hammer. And honestly, some people need it. Not seeing everyone, but some people need it. And now the new commissioner, he's just a little softer on the guys, and that's not helping. I mean, we've all been in situations where if we do bad, we can't expect good to happen, and we can't always be slapped on the wrist, regardless of what the case is. But if you're not helping the situation, you're hindering the situation. And I do believe with Draymond Green, 
I don't know, man. It just looks like he doesn't want to be on the team anymore. Um, sometimes it looks like he doesn't have interest. Him and along, him along with a bunch of guys on the team. But that has nothing to do with them right now. We're talking about Draymond. And for him to just choke hold and put a guy, damn near put a guy to sleep, excuse my language, and then turn around and Tasmanian slap the heck out of Nurkic. And then you have people saying, Nurkic didn't even get mad. He just said, I hope the guy gets help. And then Draymond's excuse was he was holding my hip and I tried to sell the call by flailing my arms. I'm like, selling a call? Who was he selling it to, Ross? I mean, he, he was making excuses, and I think he even got to the point where he like, yeah, that was stupid. So I don't know what's going on. I hope things get better for him. It just isn't looking good, and it's hard to watch. I mean, when he slapped him, it was kind of hilarious, but at the same time, you kind of felt for it because it's like, what was that about? I mean... That the stuff he does sometimes is kind of like, are you picking on the guys that aren't going to fight back or are you just having fun or are you really just poking your chest out saying, Golden State, you need me regardless of what? I don't know. So things got to change over there because you have Steph Curry over there not being a vocal leader but speaking a little something in the pressers. And then you have Clay being a little frustrated, him playing terrible. Andrew Wiggins looks like he doesn't want to play. Um, I don't know. But it doesn't help that Draymond's causing all these antics. So, I um, hope things change. Uh, again, the NBA is looking like it's kind of moving in a good place because a lot of young teams are playing better and a lot of different teams are winning. A lot of uh, stars are emerging as superstars. Teams, um, the Clippers are even playing better. You know, I was hard on them, but they're playing better um, as of late, so forth and so on. So, um, good luck to Golden State. And once again, Draymond, man, get it together. Um the NBA is good when you're there playing how you need to play, even if you do antics. Not slapping people in the face. Maybe grab somebody by the waist, push somebody down, but don't slap nobody in the face, man. Again, I'm just a viewer, but that's just my opinion. Slapping people in the face can lead to worse things. You know, people having motives in new, in the next game, Team teammates getting revenge on you, taking it out on Steph or Clay or anybody. So we'll see what happens in the near future. Until the end, probably won't see Draymond for a while. Or maybe sooner than later. Who knows? You know how the NBA works. But I want to thank you guys for watching this bonus episode of The Jar. Um, thank you guys for continuing to watch. Hit that subscribe button. I'll definitely provide you guys the most information I have, the factual information I have, the opinionated information that I present. And we'll go from there. Until then, see you guys soon.